now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to take a deep dive and analyze the after effects several years later of this massive exposure to billions of people on planet Earth who were either given a COVID vaccination or received COVID in, in one way or another, as it's being disputed as to actually what the origin of it is. And some people go out there to the degree that they say that it was nothing. Well, whatever it was, there was something going on. And this something went worldwide. And what it appears that happened that many people agree on, people who are experts in the field of uh, biotechnology, medical research, vaccines, plagues, pandemics, etc., etc. Not the paid and professional liars who look directly at you from the flat TV screen or your laptop, and you see this visual video image of some so-called expert working with some so-called gigantic globalist or uh, national organization where they, they say their job is to protect the people of the world or their job is to protect the people of America. But look, what we, what we have going on in America now in terms of multidimensional spiritual warfare is the growing awareness and the growing uh, awakening. And I don't mean that in a mystical sense. I mean awakening from the proverbial sleep state. So we have countless millions of people in America and worldwide <clears throat> who have had or their friends had or loved ones had or people died. Uh, all kinds of weird things happened. Athletes were dropping dead and are dropping dead uh, in, in so many different kinds of sports, from soccer to football to baseball to basketball and other sports. Athletes who are, I mean, a very disturbing number and percentage of athletes who were technically speaking in, in the highest physical health percentiles that exist. I mean, these guys were professional uh, athletes, and depending upon who they worked for, they, some of them were making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. So people don't invest that kind of money in you, and they don't invest that kind of money in your physical health or your team's health. If, if they're concerned that, that you may have a fatal disease or whatever. So these athletes, these professional athletes, receive top-level doctors, top-level medical treatments, and so on and so forth, for the most part. And uh, they're not going to the same, you know, the elite in the world, as you may have noticed, don't go to the same health care that you go to. You go to, you know, a very, very, comparatively speaking, low-level healthcare compared to the the uh, puppet masters of our world that run things. Now, let's just talk about truth and reality. Ultimately, you don't care what my opinion is. I don't care what your opinion is. The only thing that matters is ultimately that whatever our opinion is, it's based on scientific facts. It's based on documentation, evidence, truth, and things of that nature. Because if it's not, if you're basing your life or your flying plans, so to speak, are to get to a particular destination, but you you decided to, for whatever quirk, you decided to uh, 
go the route that many people are saying is, you know, insanity and you're crazy and you're a conspiracy theorist, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and you know, on a global level, this uh, this whole thing with whether you get the vaccine or you don't get the vaccine uh, and what happens afterwards, depending upon your race, yes, it's very important because the mass media will never talk to you about it because they are paid liars. And I don't want to be gross or vulgar, and forgive me if I am. So I think what's happening is that my anger uh, regarding the injustice of what has been going on in our world and in injustice that has been, been unleashed upon us, my anger regarding that is, is getting mixed with the fuel of uh, a kind of righteous indignation, but a desire to say something not for the purpose of being lewd or for the purpose of being, you know, vulgar or whatever, but for the purpose of making sure that when I say what I'm about to say, that it is perfectly clear to everybody listening precisely what I am talking about and what I'm not talking about. And so what I am endeavoring to say is this. Regarding this global pandemic that, that killed hundreds of millions of people, regarding the vaccination, which Obviously, unless you're clinically insane or stark raving mad, if there's any brain power at all, I mean, one solitary brain cell might even do the trick. And if you're using your analytical abilities, you have to say, okay, so where did this COVID disease come from? Bats, you know, that old expression, you're driving me bat crazy. Well, I don't know anything about bats. I don't want to get near them. I think they're disgusting creatures. But I think they sleep upside down. And whenever I've been in a cave, which is not all that often, but hiking and stuff in the mountains, a few times that I've been in a cave or been up in some house somewhere where people had bats in there. I was going to say belfry, but <laughs> nobody knows what a belfry is. Bats in the belfry. I guess that's the, the thing you pull the ropes and the bells go off in the church. So where the bells go off in the church, it's called a belfry. I'm sure you're really dying to know that. Okay, so in any case, these bats were clearly not necessarily the source of this pandemic. At least many researchers are coming forward with, with very different scenarios about how COVID came into existence. And there appears to be this, this growing number, this growing percentage of people who believe very strongly, and these are medical researchers and ex experts and medical doctors, they believe very strongly that COVID um, is the product of, or is, or was designed originally to be a bioweapon, a biological weapon, or a bioweapon mass destruction. That's the original purpose of COVID, because it's genetically not natural. It's genetically man-made. Okay. So then new data has been pouring out, data which has been suppressed. Some of this data has, was known by certain big pharma companies before the, the pandemic occurred. It's amazing how much information. Remember, we were all told that oh, well, the big pharma didn't know anything about the results and they were, they were simply cooperating with the U.S. government and, and coming into the marketplace as fast as possible in order to. Uh, uh, come up with a, uh, a vaccination against COVID. 
you remember all that propaganda, right? Well, I do. I'm sure you do, too. Okay, so in addition to that propaganda from Big Pharma, there was other propaganda, such as that they knew what they were doing was risky. And because, quote, this is Big Pharma, because we didn't test it, we didn't have adequate time to test it, uh, we're, we're asking that the government, the U.S. government, uh, let us slide, so to speak, or give us a break and make us like, I don't know what the exact legal verbiage was, but, but Big Pharma asked for a special legal provision created just for them by the government, which would keep them off the hook and keep them from being responsible for anybody who died or if anything went bad with the COVID vaccination. So, but the weird thing is, it turns out that Big Pharma did have, they were lying left and right, lying left and right. But the, the, the Big Pharma companies did have research and results and medical studies done. They weren't flying as quite as blind as they pretended to be. They did have a lot of research. Maybe they could have used more. I'm not saying they couldn't have. But they did have something to work with. And what they did have to work with regarding COVID vaccinations was that, well, what they came up with were the exact same things that are now called the very symptoms of when you get a severe case of COVID, whether you are exposed. Now, now, this is very, very important because the mainstream media is totally hiding this. In fact, I would suggest that probably uh, a very significant percentage of you may never have heard what I'm about to tell you before. Or if you did hear it, it was jumped on and, and discredited. So this is what's so vitally important to understand about what Big Pharma knew about COVID and the vaccination. They all the thing, things that that why all the strange reasons why people are dropping dead right now, like the athletes in their prime falling dead on on the, on the athletic fields, like other people, like actors and stuff, and other people in their prime dropping dead, and then there's there's a pretty set variety of the diseases and secondary type of infections and and, and medical problems that erupt. Uh, after a person gets the COVID vaccine. And a huge problem is the entire, the, the pulmonary system and the blood vessels and the heart arteries, so heart and blood vessels, arteries, the whole blood system, the heart pump system. And, and then there's all these related problems that have liter literally exploded in people's bodies causing them to drop dead or to get seriously ill. And not anywhere near the expected, uh, very optimistic time frames, which they said, you know, like men uh, beginning 60 years and older or whatever, they would be very vulnerable to the following. And many of them had to do with heart-type things and hardening of the arteries. Well, you know, that's fine. But, but when they first came out, they said, well, it was a much higher age level to start at. And then they said publicly that, that young children and young adults and teenagers, you know, they would be basically not at risk at all regarding the vaccination or even necessarily COVID. So you got all this misinformation and people are dying for reasons that the big pharma companies and their partners in crime, the, the big pharma companies knew very much well in advance particular diseases, particular deadly things 
including death, would begin to happen to people who took the COVID vaccine and, and different batches of the COVID, COVID vaccine produce different biological results. Okay, so here's the problem. It's either one or the other. They claim not to have known, and they were simply rushing ahead to, to come up with a vaccination because they were trying to cooperate with the government and save American lives, etc. But that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is they did have, and I'm sure they could have used more, but they did have a significant amount of research already done by their doctors and test subjects where where people of, of a far wider uh, age range than what was originally reported, people in a far wide age range began to drop dead from the COVID vaccine and from COVID, getting things like those mysterious heart pulmonary system diseases of the arteries and everything else. That's why all these athletes in their prime were dropping dead. So what they discovered was that the COVID vaccine and, and COVID early on could potentially, depending upon the individual, et cetera, could potentially be setting themselves up for getting or dying uh, from COVID or the COVID vaccine. And so that's the reason they wanted the extension of, of not being able to get sued, because they wanted to get as much space and time in front of them to, to clear their names of murder. Okay, so this is very serious, because here you have a, a synergistic effort a, a unity among the most powerful international health corporations, food corporations, government agencies, United Nations. All of these groups are working in a nexus together to not only promote COVID vaccines, uh, promote the vaccine, uh, uh, promote certain cures, supposedly cures, and to promote uh, other things related to the vaccination. Now, the result of that so far has been disastrous because countless millions of people worldwide and in the U.S. have died totally unexpectedly, getting all kinds of diseases and stuff from a, a vaccine that our government and that the health agencies and, and people like that all declared to be perfectly safe if you were in certain age groups, etc. But that's not true. That's not true, see? So what we have, apparently, it comes down to either they were ignorant and misinformed, or they knew what the dangers were with the vaccine, and they covered it up, and that they're continuing to cover it up. So it's one or the other. So if it's the other, then we're talking about the possibility of our governmental leaders lying to us at the highest levels of this land. Because according to these reports, according to these whistleblowers, according to these papers by, that were in the possession of big pharma companies, etc., according to all these documented accounts, people in the highest positions of power, of federal agencies responsible for our health care, for our health, for our food, for our medication, for our drugs, for the, the vaccine procedures, etc., etc., the people who are in charge of things like the Center of Disease Control worldwide, who are charged with the responsibility of, of vaccinating the world 
so that the spread of all these diseases can be stopped. But the question is, what what percentage of people are having the diseases stopped? What percentage of people who didn't even get the vaccine? You know, there's this huge suppressed numerical percentage. There's this huge number of people, millions and millions of people, who chose not to get the vaccine in America and all across the world. And apparently, according to some doctors, the people who did not get the vaccine are better off than the people who got the vaccine. Because if you didn't get the vaccine, you protected your general overall immune system response. So it became harder to kill you. So according to many medical research, they are saying, if you didn't get the vaccine, they're they're saying that you uh, are better off than the people who did get the vaccine and permanently injured and harmed their immune system. Okay, let's just suspend that because that's going to be debated for a while. But it is certainly not clear cut. Okay, so here's the other problem. The other problem is that research came out early, but it was suppressed. Research is coming out now, even as we speak. It's still being suppressed. But what this research shows us, and this research includes clinical reports by medical researchers, medical doctors, reports and tests done by medical doctors in major respected hospitals all around the world. And what they are finding is that among all the people who did not get vaccinated, again, these are the people that did not get vaccinated, that blood tests, microscopic tests of the bodies and the blood and the various discharges of of men and women all around the world who chose not to get the vaccine, but when you examine their blood and urine and bodily discharges or whatever, you discover that they have many, many of the things growing inside of their bodies, brains, uh, uh, blood, internal blood supply, you know, urine, stuff like that, and just biological tissue. What they're discovering, and we got to listen, we got to focus in really crystal clear on this, because the media is not telling you this, they're suppressing it. What they're discovering, these medical researchers, is that people who chose never to get the vaccine. Uh, that a disturbingly high percentages of those people are discovering right now that they have in their own bodies, in their own blood, in their own brains, they have right now the growth of all these strange organisms. These, uh, uh, what they call it is, and you've heard it before, people who chose not to get the vaccine are also having, when their bodies are microscopically examined, they're finding that these people who chose not to get the vaccine were were growing these uh, self-assembling nanoparticles, or growing this self-assembling nanoparticle technology. Now, I was watching this stuff for hours today, researching the Paul McGuire report, which is often I'll spend an intensive period of time it may be usually it's looking at literary material, but when needed or warranted, I'll look at video material or audio material or whatever. <clears throat> so among other research today, <clears throat> I was looking at the video material. I was looking at the microscopic close-ups of the bodies of children, adults, and kids and stuff. I was looking at um, the, the 
uh, micros- you know, mar- microscopic organisms in their body, etc. And this was among people who chose not to get the vaccine. And what they're discovering, according to these doctors, is the same microscopic particles that are growing inside. They're strange microscopic particles that are growing inside of people that chose not to get the vaccine. These same very strange self-assembling nanoparticles and microscopic particles are growing in not only people that chose not to get the vaccine, but they're also growing in people who chose to get the vaccine. So so what, what these doctors have been concluding, they're not saying that it's not a super important decision and you better make the right one about whether to get the vaccine or not to get the vaccine. But it's bigger than that. And, and what this new cutting-edge research reveals is that there may be, according to these medical doctors, there may be even far higher-level secret agendas being employed by the globalist elite that are manufacturing and promoting and using and getting people shot up with these vaccines all around the world. That, that we, it's kind of bait and switch, that we were lied to. We were lured into focusing in almost exclusively on the fact that uh, the people who, who didn't get the vaccines seemed to be able to preserve their immune systems better than people who did get the vaccines, and that there was definitely a connection between many of these strange diseases, including self-assembling nanoparticles. There was a relationship between the, the number of people getting the vaccine and the number of people who also uh, uh, were able to throw off the disease. So that was a good thing. But people's eyes were off the prize because the real danger was that all across the world and in the United States, there are millions and millions of people who, who got the vaccine and they, are, they also got infected with COVID and they've had immune system problems and cardiovascular problems and pulmonary problems. That's happening now. But in, in the, this is the surprise. This is what they didn't expect. There's also a massive percentage of people, millions and millions and millions of people in the U.S. and across the world who deliberately chose not to get the vaccine. And even though they did not get the vaccine, they ended up getting in their bodies many of these strange microscopic diseases and these strange problems with the pulmonary system and the heart and blood vessels and, 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 and weird cancers and all kinds of stuff. So all kinds of weird diseases and things that were being focused at exclusively among people who got the vaccine, they're ringing the alarm bells today because they're discovering that people who chose not to get the vaccine are also being infected with all these weird diseases. And these same self-organizing, self-growing, self-assembling nanoparticles are growing in the bodies and, and the bloodstreams and the water and the heart of men and women, children, et cetera, um, who chose to totally not get the vaccine. So, so it's like, this is a huge curveball. And so what the, where this female doctor was, was hinting at, and I don't want to go beyond what she said, but what she was alluding to in her interview was that 
this all this is happening because the real reason, the real secret agenda behind these super billionaires promoting the global uh, vaccinations, it doesn't matter to them whether the populations die. In fact, they would prefer to have mass populations die off. That's part of the globalist agenda. That's part of the, the Malthusian theory where the most important thing you can do as a globalist elite is to radically reduce the the birth levels, the abortion levels, excuse me, not reduce, promote and increase the abortions, but uh, and but also uh, exponentially increase by hundreds of millions of people, increase the numbers of people who are chosen to get the vaccine, to get the abortions, et cetera, et cetera. Because what they knew secretly, only the people at the, pure, at the very top of the pyramidal organizational screen of, a screen of, the, of the Illuminati or the Rosicrucians or whatever, whatever you want to call the, essentially the same group of globalist elite, the same group of international banking families, whatever you want to call this, this secret elite that moves from one uh, secret empire to another throughout history, whatever you want to call them, because it doesn't matter what their external or exterior name. When you listen to somebody talk or write books or whatever, and they're all obsessed with the name or the nomenclature of some secret society group or, or cults or Illuminati type thing, if if the person who's talking to you is obsessed with with clinging on to a name, so let me give you some names. The names of some of these secret societies would be, as you know, the Illuminati, the Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, the uh, uh, many other groups, Skull and Bones, Brill Society, Thule Society, all these secret occulticist societies. Now, here's what you've got to to nail down in your mind. It doesn't really matter what the external name is, because these people are the wealthiest, richest, most powerful people in the world. They don't want people to know who the real top dogs are of the Illuminati and things like that. They want to hide that. So the way they hide it is they will constantly change the names of the exterior front groups uh, that are the prime movers in secret societies like the Illuminati. The Rosicrucians, Skull and Bones, Brill Society, Thule Society, and, and all the others. The way they, they hide what they're doing is they simply keep changing the exterior names of the group. So, for example, the Illuminati were formerly the Rosicrucians. When you go all the way back to ancient e Egypt, many of the symbols of, the, of, of Freemasonry go back to the Pharaoh God-King system um, in ancient Egypt. And I write all about this in my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, uh, Power from on High and the Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. I, I do a deep dive into these lineages. And again, they don't care about the exterior name, because by the time a name becomes a household word, like right now in America, Illuminati is a household word. Okay. So it's the cat's out of the bag. So they're, they're simply going to change the name, and they'll have new front group names. That's all. It's not a big deal. They're not invested in the name. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, so this secret Luciferian elite, that's who they are, 
that are assigned with the job responsibility of ruling and reigning over planet Earth, uh, and along with one-third of the fallen angels, they're gathering together to completely overthrow the throne room of God, the kingdom of God, and to completely overthrow um, the Illuminati-type organizations and the so-called righteous organizations. But these righteous organizations have, in reality, been penetrated internally by dark cultic groups. So these people, just like a Christian church, has theological beliefs. These secret societies have theological beliefs. And they are Malthusians. And Malthu was the philosopher in Great Britain, formerly a clergyman. But Malthu proposed the idea of population control. And he essentially said, Malthu said, that the number one problem facing mankind in the world today is excessive population growth. And then he said, all of our problems are due to excessive population growth. The only way we can stop or prevent, you know, an apocalypse from happening in our world today, Malthu said, is we have to, by any means necessary, uh, destroy population growth. And then we have to radically reduce the population of planet Earth. And this is what was carved in the Georgia tombstones. We must reduce the population of planet Earth from six to seven billion people down to to 500 million people as fast as humanly possible. And by any means necessary, including pandemics, plagues, biological diseases, chemical warfare, nuclear warfare, World War III. Whatever. They don't care. I mean, nothing, no matter how barbaric, how insane, how cruel, how bloodthirsty, how murderous you may think their plans are, remember what they continually say about themselves. And remember that one of the primary lessons of of history is this, that those who are doomed uh, to, to fail to learn the lessons of history, they are also doomed to repeat those same lessons of history. So one lesson in history that continues as a reoccurring theme is when the people in any given land make these major collective theological, not, no, not theological, but collective, technological, scientific, philosophical mistakes, uh, they can destroy the whole human race. So, for example, scientists have come up, the, up with the term a human extinction level event. And the idea is that things like a comet, a meteor, an asteroid, a nuke, chemical warfare, biological warfare, World War III, and so many other explosions of aberrant behavior can be the primary trigger event in igniting the end of mankind and the end of planet Earth in what is called a human extinction-level event. So. Malthus believed it was necessary, as did other British scientists and British intellectuals, like the atheist uh, Bertrand Russell, who I write all about in my book, uh, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. And Bertrand Russell, along with Brzezinski, who worked with Rockefeller, along with the other highest-level rulers of the elite, these guys publicly said, I've written what they said. When you get my books at paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, whether you get A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1, whether you get The Greatest Battle, or Power from on High, or Conquering the Matrix, 
or any of these books, which are all at a huge discount right now, whenever you get them, you will see that I have page after page of documentation and quotes, the exact quotes of what these men said on the record publicly. Because what they said, what they wrote down publicly, in every case history tells us, they are not going to fail to physically do everything that they verbally said that they planned to do before they got around to doing it. So the primary lesson of history is whenever an insane but brilliant dictator like Adolf Hitler or whoever it is, Adolf Hitler came right out and said what he was going to do with Germany and the world. He, he spilled his guts and he said, he told everybody what he was going to do. And, and so when he wrote his famous manifesto, uh, which is called Mein Kampf, which means my fatherland, Germany, his fatherland. And then in his thick book, Mein Kampf, Hitler outlined, outlined word by word, line by line. It was packed, filled with the demonic details of his master plan to, to kill countless millions of people and to create a new world order and, and install himself as like an antichrist. Oh, and Hitler openly talked about the fact that the whole purpose of Nazi Germany was to establish a new world order or a new thousand-year Reich of which he would be the head of. So, again, it's not a surprise when he did, when, what did Hitler do? He did exactly what he said he would do. And you can, you can uh, watch the, the planning unfold with every evil genius. They do the same thing. They, they, if, they, if they're going to write it down, write books about it or whatever, then you should expect them, because it's the historical norm, that you should expect them to do exactly what they claim they're going to do in their books and their speeches, etc. So everything from the Holocaust and the killing of 30 to 35 million Jews and non-Jews, everything from conquering the other nations, everything from Nazi mind control scientists, Nazi genetic scientists, Nazi concentration camps, the, the gas chambers, the, uh, uh, the burning ovens, uh, the killing of over 35 million people, the, the invention of V1, V2 rockets, uh, the invention of uh, MKUltra, LSD, and mind control. No matter how satanic and evil and death and destruction it became, everything that I just told you Adolf Hitler wrote about said he was going to do in the future. And so a few years, a few years later, he did everything he swore he would do. And so the globalist elite have written down what they're going to do in hundreds of books and televised lectures in some of the most prestigious halls of power that exist on planet Earth. They, it's not hidden. Okay, look, I'm just going to shoot straight. The plans of the globalist elite are, are no more hidden than the plans of Adolf Hitler was, or Lenin the Communist was. The plans of Adolf Hitler have been written down in advance, just like the globalist elite, the Great Reset. All of their plans are written out, uh, and they laid their plans out for you to examine. So you should not be surprised concerning anything they do, because they wrote it down decades ago that they were going to do it. And one was mass pandemics. Okay, so... They write down what their plans are, and their plans are to obey Malthusian philosophy and, and kill at least 6.5 billion people by any means necessary. Nukes, weather control, whatever. Wipe out millions of people. That's what they're going to do. 
And they all said this about it. Because, because they recognized that when they said these things out loud or when they wrote these things in their books, they recognized they had enough sanity left in them to recognize that this would produce a kind of hatred towards them and that they owed some kind of moral justification for what they were doing. Well, this is what the Nazis said and Hitler said. This is what Brzezinski, Rockefeller's right-hand man, said. They, they, all, they all justified their plans and actions by saying things like what I'm going to give you a quote, which is in my books that you can get at paulmcguire.us. People like the, the, the famous atheist and, and uh, Fabian socialist, uh, a leader in the globalist elite, and also uh, a, a militant atheist, and that's Sir Bertrand Russell, who basically came out and said that excessive mo- population must be controlled now by any means necessary such as nuclear explosions, biological plagues, chemical warfare, wars. And then Russell said, essentially, whatever it takes, we have to do in order to solve the population crisis. And then all these guys added on this little extra line. So Russell and the others also said, Hitler said it too. As really high-minded people, Bertrand Russell said, as really high-minded people, what he was saying of himself and the elite, those of us that are highly educated, that have a higher state of consciousness, those of us that are more highly developed than the sub-animal characteristics of the common man, it is we that it is we and we only that are fit to make the godlike decisions of a society. And so we will kill them off and reduce the population of planet Earth by any means necessary. And then Bertrand Russell says this, and as really high-minded people, we don't have any moral or spiritual or ethical dilemmas regarding making these necessary decisions. And that's why we're fit for leadership in the globalist elite, because we are you know, kind of like God-men. Well, he said that publicly. Hitler said it publicly about high-minded people don't need to justify their decisions or their so-called moral actions, because as really higher-level people operating in a higher-level state of consciousness, we, the elite, know better than the common man what's good for them. And so they, don't, they, they felt they were above having to explain their decisions of mass slaughter and mass murder. And that the people just learned to need to accept them because, after all, they were the god kings of society. It's so satanically deceptive. It's so it's so bristling with pride. Everything that these people and the people that came before them are planning to do, in in terms of following out their rule by any means necessary, and the the, the invention of of chemical weapons, weapons of mass destruction, biological weapons. The, the initiation of brutal wars and torture and scientific mind control and MK Ultra programming, all this sick, demonic, and horrifying stuff is all fully permissible in their circles because they see themselves as God men and God women. And therefore, they have the right to do whatever it takes to accomplish their goals. Now, here is the alarming tragedy. That whole system of thinking, that, that secret internal philosophy that they still embrace, they believe, secretly they believe they're gods, 
and they have the right to do anything that they please, no matter how horrible it may be. They really, really believe this with every fiber and cell in their being. So we should never be shocked when they act out the way they said they would act out in the beginning. And, and Brzezinski said the same thing about really high-minded people. Those of us that are more developed have the right to make these decisions. They see themselves as, as kind of like the parents of planet Earth, and we're the children. And they say openly among themselves that they have the right to torture, sexually molest, murder, create wars, create mass depression, mass inflation, you name it, know how, how, how far horrific their plans are. They believe that they're fully justified in doing any of them, because after all, they're gods. And I know that, you see, that sounds very sick and pathological to you, and it sounds very sick and pathological to me. But that is the way it's, it is. So we have to come to the place in life where we're able to perceive life and this reality the way it really is. And we don't modify our perception of reality to conform or fit into like a Disneyland image of reality or a, you know, a cuddly, cute little children's cartoon of reality or, or reality is some kind of, you know, <clears throat> fun ride world. We must come to the terms. We have to have a reality check. You can't have a great awakening without willing to have a reality check. A reality check is when you're willing to be accountable before God, and you're truly willing to see and observe reality the way reality really, really is, and not how you dream it should be. Because you see, it's only when you're able to open your eyes and really see how life really is and really see what this world is all about. It's only when you come to that place that you can experience what God calls a biblical third great awakening or a biblical revival. Because a biblical revival or a biblical third great awakening involves the cracking open of your present hardness of heart. It involves the cracking open of your present level of consciousness. It allows for a powerfully renewed uh, sensitivity versus a hardening of heart or desensitization spiritually of your inner man or woman, which falsely and demonically releases you, so you think in your own deceived mind, that you can just passively look at the death, the killing, the murder, the torture, and the destruction, and, you know, no big deal, and you walk on in your merry way. Well, that's not how it works. You're, you're seeing and understanding how the world works, and your observation of the evidence that supports that, because it's true, beyond true, beyond true, because these tortures, these horrors, these crimes against children and adults, and because all of these horrible super elite are doing these horrific things, all of this collectively is like, is like a, a sewage infused with biological warfare chemicals and, and germs. And, and I'm sorry for the depraved description, but, but my fear is if I don't give you the, the description of the world that they're creating for you and our children to live in, if I don't accurately communicate it to you, I will have failed in my mission. So I'm going to have to risk being potentially vulgar in order to bring your level of awareness up to a higher level where you can totally understand what these people are really and truly all about. 
So these people are the kings and queens and the great men and the mighty men of planet Earth referred to in the book of Revelation. And in the book of Revelation, God holds them accountable, the rich and mighty men of Earth and the kings and the queens of Earth. He holds them accountable for each of them and their systems for fornicating with Mystery Babylon, the great whore. Okay? Mystery Babylon is known as the great whore. And all the, the, the mighty men, the wealthy men, the, the globalist elite, the, the, the kings and the queens, they are involved in, in countless practices which God views as fornication with the great harlot or the great whore, also known as Mystery Babylon, which when you go back to its origins, Mystery Babylon is really Isis, the wife of Nimrod. So that's where this all begins. And so when you come to our present time, you know, the mighty men of this world, the people who are fornicating with the great harlot, etc., they, they, they think they're drinking the wine of the great harlot, and they're being intoxicated with the wine of this world spirit and the wine of the great prophet, of, of the great harlot, excuse me. They, they, they think they're getting intoxicated drinking the wine of the great harlot, Mystery Babylon. So they're kind of giddy and euphoric. And when you're giddy and euphoric, you lose your cutting edge, and your, your, your uh, perceptions are dulled. The reality is, this is kind of putting you in an inebriated state of consciousness, which dulls your acute or heightened perceptions that should be warning you that you're walking, and, and through your leadership, you're walking your people into a very, very dangerous zone of life. That will kill them and destroy them. Because, you see, when you pull back from the Lord, what happens to you personally is you develop a desensitization in your heart. You develop a hardness of heart. You develop a very thin but strong wall between you and the Lord. And it's a hardening of the heart process. When you distance yourself from the Lord, you're, you're facilitating a hardening of the heart process. And when your heart is hardened, it dulls to a certain percentage of a percentage your your supposed to be heightened sensitivity to the conflict between God and evil or the demons and the angels in any given spiritual battle environment. You're losing your sensitivity to something your inner man or woman should be on high alert about. So this is how it plays out. God's people have to be always and, and the challenge is to be able to maintain this, maintain this state of consciousness. If you study the military manuals of the greatest armies, including those in the military in America, you discover that a common theme among great militaries is their ability to teach their soldiers and their generals and their commanders how to enter a heightened state of consciousness, uh, engage in a, a far superior clarity of mind, a heightened perception, while at the same time not allowing themselves to slip into a lethargy, a somnambulism, or a uh, uh, a lowered state of consciousness in which they lose their critical edge. So the key is to to stay in the zone of of rest and calmlessness, while simultaneously stay in the zone of uh, a proactive, active perception. 
where where you don't you're not tempted to fall asleep and go into a daze or whatever. You're, you're, it's an ability to blend, let's say, electromagnetic frequency uh, signals and their bandwidth. Alpha, the alpha 10 hertz, 10 HD alpha wave is an EMF frequency that produces higher learning, higher learning of uh, uh, educational material. It puts you into almost a subtle Zen hypnotic state, which reduces blood pressure, enhances your ability to learn and has healing potentials in it. That's at 10 HZ uh, electromagnetic frequency. Now, if you want a higher state of alertness, a far more critical state of focus, a more heightened dynamic perception, then you have to turn up in your mind the EMF frequency or the electromagnetic frequency known as beta. And beta is 10 HZ and above. So a typical beta state of consciousness would be uh, 13.4 HZ. And if you go into alpha, it's 10 HZ or below. But for, for the average person, the beta state of consciousness frequency, which is around 13.4 HZ, is a frequency that is equivalent to you know you getting up and you're wide awake in the morning, getting ready for work. You're crisp, you're sharp, you've got an adrenaline spark going through you, and you're probably caffeinated to one degree to another. So the drinking of coffee and the early morning business routine of getting dressed, etc., throws the average person, in terms of the electromagnetic frequency of their brain, it throws them into a beta wave consciousness, which is like two or three cups of coffee, alert, sharp, adrenaline, that type of mindset. So. In military circles, the key is how do we keep our soldiers relaxed? How do we keep them in a healing state? How do we remove arbitrary stress from them? And how do we kind of encourage them to, to put their consciousness into an alpha wave state, a 10-HZ state, which is kind of buoyant, increases your learning power, etc.? How do you do that? How do you reach the alpha 10-HZ state and simultaneously blend it with a 13.4 HZ state of consciousness, which would be like three cups of coffee and getting ready for work in the morning. How do you blend those two states of consciousness? And you can do that by teaching your mind to do that and by using certain electronic instruments. Now, I didn't really want to get into all that with the beta and alpha EMF frequencies, but it's the easiest way to illustrate the spiritual point the area that the Lord wants us to be in spiritual battle. And where the Lord wants us to be in spiritual battle is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but at the same time have that critical focus, that beta wave cognitive state of, of clarity. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report, and uh, I deal with this in my books, uh, and we have a big special and savings for you going on at paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Okay, so back to this original medical biological research, which is all important for you to know because knowledge is power. First of all, and as I talk about in, in, in detail in my books, so if you want documentation, I have documentation in my books of what of the subjects, technologies, and sciences I'm going to briefly bring up. First of all, let's go back to the, the, the research discoveries by medical researchers regarding people 
who took the COVID vaccine and regarding people who did not take the vaccine. Now, there's, I'm, there's many components to this, but one component was that surprised them is that among the people that did not take the COVID vaccination, uh, they, people who did not take the COVID vaccination, they also found on a microscopic level that some of these strange particles, these, you know, there's a debate as to what all this stuff is. And it was found in high numbers in people who did not take the vaccination. Why? The thesis of the medical researchers was the original intent. This is their thesis. The original intent of these vaccines was to initially you spread, because what they have discovered is, is the result of these uh, vaccinations, is that these vaccinations for COVID produce uh, self-assembling nanoparticles. And that all that is is a highly fancy word for when you've been given, these, these doctors allege that when you have been given the COVID vaccination, that your body immediately will begin to manufacture all kinds of programmed DNA, programmed microscopic particles, programmed changes will begin to happen artificially or synthetically inside of your body, triggered by what was in the vaccination. And one of the things that was in the vaccination are substances like graphene oxide, which turns your body and brain into a transmitter and a receiver in terms of electromagnetic frequencies. Now, why that is of critical concern is that they also have discovered that among men getting the vaccine, and women getting the vaccine, uh, there was a, a dangerous percentage of people that were getting pulmonary diseases, diseases involving heart, uh, arteries, uh, capillaries, and all kinds of stuff, where people who were in great physical shape or even young were dropping dead. And this was a huge concern. And the reason they were dropping dead, according to the research of these medical doctors, was the research that they conducted on these people who got the vaccine was that the vaccine, in, that inside the vaccine were the, the DNA and other components of these super microscopic nanoparticles that would automatically, as if they had a, an electronic artificial intelligence timer built into their DNA, that, that at a certain time, if not immediately, after going into the human bloodstream, these nanoparticles, a nanoparticle is a super microscopic particle, but a nanoparticle is a particle that uses programmed artificial intelligence. So a microscopic programmed artificial intelligence uh, bot, biological computer, which has been programmed to, to start microscopically and then it self-assembles. It has an artificial intelligence in the vaccine, which causes the vaccine to assemble on a microscopic level all these new components, these science fiction-like and futuristic-like technologies. The, the on button starts to be pressed on all of them. And so growing inside of people's bodies in all kinds of age groups are these self-assembling nanoparticles, these self-intelligent, self-aware, and yes, self-assembling nanoparticles. 
which can have a very negative interaction with your heart, your arteries, your bloodstream, and things like that. That's why you see those pictures of those wiry, they look like wires, very thin wires, there's strings or whatever. All of this stuff, this weird stuff that's growing in the body. And I say stuff because they don't even know what it is. I've heard expressions like, not just nanoparticles, but I've heard medical research and doctors say, we don't even know what these particles are. So they call them, literally, the doctors are calling these particles that they're finding in people, non-human particles or non-human nanoparticles or nanoparticles that are constructed with a non-human material. So where did they get? So if they're giving somebody a vaccination, and, in, and then in the process of the vaccination, these microscopic nanoparticles with artificial intelligence start to self-assemble in their self-assemble in their body. But what the, what the assembly pieces are made of, the, the scientists and the doctors and medical researchers don't even know what this self-assembling stuff is even made of. So they've actually said they're, they're non-human, non-human material. So the injection has some kind of non-human DNA, which has been programmed to activate a self-assembling nanoparticle in a person's body. And that self-assembling nanoparticle is created out of some kind of non-human material. So what if it's non-human material, it means it's not organic in the traditional sense. If it's a nanobot that's self-assembling, it means that it has a high level of inner knowledge that it's able to activate itself. It's able to self-direct its growth into taking over the body, the brain of, of a human being, which is very scary, by the way. Now, here's what has rocked the world, and this information is being suppressed everywhere. Very hard to find it. That's why you need to spread these messages far and wide and get people to go to paulmcguire.us. Not only do these things, through self-assembling nanoparticles, they replicate these, these artificial entities. The words I'm using are deliberate. The self-assembling bots, the self-assembling entities, are building these, these from, from microscopic level to far larger level, they're building like a, a secondary artificial being inside the heart, the pulmonary system, the biological body, and the brain. And that is like beyond science fiction. So these people, remember, most of our society literally cannot handle the level of conversation you and I are having together right now. They have been so clinically brainwashed for so many years. They have been so technologically dumbed down, DNA genetically dumbed down, scientifically dumbed down. They have been under the rulership of scientific mind control and uh, uh, the techn technological elite for, for so many decades that there has been a significant erosion in their power to think critically, use their perception, and understand at the level they need to understand what's really going on in our world right now. So, what's really going on in our world right now is the elite are using these non-human materials to create a new kind of man. And 
the globalist elite, the men and women in the globalist elite, who claim, by the way, that their that their bloodline, that their DNA, is from the so-called Illuminati bloodline families that go back to a mating relationship between the fallen angels and human women, uh, talked about in Genesis six, and so the the discovery is that they also began to to get evidence of millions of people who chose not to get the vaccine. Again, they have looked at the blood of millions of people who have chosen not to get the vaccine, and they're discovering that the exact same self-assembling bots and self-assembling nanoparticles and these strange creations, these strange microscopic technologies that are getting larger inside of people's bodies, what they've discovered is that inside the bodies, the brains, the bloodstream, the water supply, inside the people who did not get the vaccine, they have all of these nanobots and nanoparticles and, and self-assembling uh, artificial intelligence uh, technologies. They're actively growing in the bodies and minds of the non-vaccinated. So this is the critical transformational juncture. They're not talking about it. They're trying to hide it from you. But apparently what's happened is, and that they knew that this happened, allegedly, but the the self-assembling nanoparticles, the DNA of some of these strange diseases, the DNA of of what appears to be non-human futuristic technology and futuristic science at work, is, is growing and replicating itself all by itself. And it spreads from those men and women who have been vaccinated. It spreads invisibly through, through you know, probably hundreds of different ways, from breathing to touching to sharing a cup. I mean, or sitting next to somebody. I mean, the, the, the potentialities in what could cause you to be infected with somebody's self-assembling bot DNA are endless. So. The non-vaccinated now have been infected. So the allegations are is that this was the plan all along, was to infect the vaccinated and allow the vaccinated, uh, because of physical proximity, to infect the non-vaccinated. So what you've done is you've done a sneaky, deceitful end run around the rule of law, around the Constitution, around the Bill of Rights. You've done a sneaky end run around all the laws, and you have illegally, according to certain Christian lawyers, you have illegally uh, changed and transformed uh, the vaccinated as well as the non-vaccinated, who just may have been in physical presence of somebody or whatever. So, So what's the goal after vaccinating? And so the way you understand the goal is you have to understand the, the collective goal or the giant game plan of what is known as the globalist elite and the Luciferian elite. Now, I've spent 45 years studying all of this long before anybody knew about it. And I was called crazy and a conspiracy theorist for decade after decade after decade. And yet in my books, which have copyright dates, I have scientific quotes, quotes from historical figures. I talk about in detail in my books because the Lord directed my research, and I cracked open and exposed why it was important 
for people interested in Bible prophecy and for other reasons to understand uh, things like biological warfare, autoimmune diseases, electromagnetic frequencies, DNA, uh, genetic engineering, the whole Nazi energy plan, psychic power plan, the occult and the elite, the Illuminati, etc., etc. All of the things we're talking about and more. I just didn't jump on a platform and begin, begin talking. I've written 46 books that deal with these subjects. 46. I've talked all over the world on these subjects. Speeches, TV, my own radio, my own video outlets. And uh, I have been uh, a watchman on the wall, blowing the trumpet to protect you and your family and our future. And so I want to tell you that, that I didn't bring up today's information to scare you. That would be completely irresponsible. In the time that we have today, I've been able to break the ice with you. I'm going to take it further. I'm going to show you how, through certain things, certain practices, certain forms of prayer, certain nutrition, certain herbs, no, you, you need to go to a professional medical doctor for medical advice. I am not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. Uh, I'm not a, a medical researcher. I want to be emphatic about that because I keep hearing people who literally have no business whatsoever using their massive public platforms that the Lord has given them and then go tell all the people in the United States or all the people in the world from their platform that God has given them. They obviously did not take the charge of God to be a faithful watchman seriously because a faithful watchman would, first of all, before he began to tell God's people what to do, he would bother to find out what are the facts scientifically, biologically, medically, uh, what are the dangers. So in the, in the particular individual I'm talking about, we're talking about a prominent Christian leader who has publicly on numerous occasions told the body of Christ in America to, to get vaccinated. That, I'm not saying the man doesn't love the Lord, but, but he he is telling when he when this man tells Christians to get vaccinated, he's atten- whether he realizes it or not, he's potentially telling them to commit suicide because there is massive amount of medical research that is warning of the dangers of vaccines, and now we have the danger of people. Uh, getting the same bizarre microscopic self-assembling nanobots in their bodies, the the vaccinated are infecting the non-vaccinated. The research that I've read is so thick and so comprehensive and so credible that it stuns me that people would still listen to and follow a man who claims to be a Christian leader who has literally encouraged True Christians, the body of Christ, Christian children, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to go and essentially begin to inject self-assembling nanobots into their bodies and brains, which could mean their death. So, see, we have a job to educate people with the truth. So, I can't do that without your help. I need you to ask the Lord what you can donate, and then do whatever He tells you to do. But I'm giving you an illustration as to what I am up against in terms of spiritual warfare. Because, you see, I don't claim to be a doctor, but I have done my homework and I have done my research. 
So I encourage you to get my books, like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, The Day the Dollar Died, that, that talks about the Fed and the whole thing way before your friends whose light bulb just went on their brains last week understood. So The Day the Dollar Died, uh, Conquering the, the Matrix, um, uh, Power from on High, and other books that are cutting edge and give you this information that I began researching 45 years ago. So our collective goal, and we need to take this very seriously, we need to move together as one. We need to finance what God is doing. We need to pray seriously. And we need to, each one of us, take ownership that, yes, each one of us has been assigned some kind of portion of what God wants us to do in this great end-time spiritual battle. So visit paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, and stand and help with me. Now, there are certain substances, certain herbs, certain vitamins, certain nutrients, that if you use them properly, and again, assuming you've done due diligence in terms of research, you're taking the correct nutrients, etc., etc., you, these nutrients can help detoxify you, uh, strip your body from things like the nanobot technology, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what a wise person or a wise woman would do. But you've got to read both sides of everything, compare and contrast. And that potentially can extend your life, save your life, and spare you from, from death, destruction, and all kinds of bad things. How does God give us a great awakening? Well, you can't have a great awakening if you're going to be spiritually asleep most of the day. Most Christians I know or interact with, not all of them, but a, a bad percentage of them, are literally spiritually asleep during the majority of their days. Now, it's just common sense. How can a person who's spiritually asleep during the majority of their days, how can God expect that person to become spiritually awake in the form of a biblical third grade awakening and be an agent of revival and salvation and, and turning the tide in the spiritual battle. How can a person who's spiritually asleep become spiritually awake? Well, there's a way. We'll get into it soon. But, but a quick clue would be you wake up by repenting that you were asleep. You cry out to God. You get power from on high. And together we take the land. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.